You're listening to the Casual Swinger Podcast. As your host, we need to warn you that the material you're about to hear may be sexual or explicit in nature. This podcast is intended for an adult audience. Now, we don't expect you to act like adults. What's the fun in that? We're a married couple living in Florida with over 13 years of experience in the lifestyle, and we take almost nothing seriously. Casual Swinger is a variety show, meaning we'll cover everything from music to events, travel, and even the occasional hilarious screw-up. Our show is about entertainment. We're not licensed professionals. Not anything. And our stories, commentary, and guidance should not be confused with the opinions of a licensed professional. Now that you know, let's take those pants off and get comfy. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Casual Swinger. My name's Mickey. And I'm Mallory. It's always the same sexy little voice that comes out of you. <laughs> unless you're mad at me. That's true. Which I've been a little cranky tonight with like all the packing and just working so much this week to make sure I'm I'm ready to go. Yeah. And I, I don't think you're ever ready to go. They're like, oh my God, Mallory's leaving. We need to dump all the work on her. But that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. So but by the time our listeners listen to Feels Like the First Time, which is the name of this episode, we are going to be... On the beach in Jamaica. That is true. Not to brag or anything. I don't think it's bragging. We're taking one for the team. We're jumping down and we're going, hey, if we make it through this trip unscathed, it's safe-ish as long as you take precautions. Yes. <laughs> yeah, science and stuff. Um, you fill out lots of paperwork. Oh my gosh, so much paperwork. I will say that I have a lot of respect for the country and island of Jamaica because they have taken a lot of steps uh, for safety precautions um, documents, testing, I, I really do feel like I kind of signed my life away. A little bit. It was like getting a mortgage. Like uh, The package bit. of paperwork that we normally take to Hito would fit in a standard envelope normally. And we have a package of paperwork that wouldn't fit in a backpack right now. <laughs> I don't know if it's that much. But at the same time, like I appreciate that they're they're taking these precautions. And, you know, we got our brain swabbed. That was fun. Yeah, that was the third time for um, me. I just want you to know. Yeah. Whatever. It, was, it was it was not as bad. The one that I got in Jamaica back when I went to write the article for ASN and mm-hmm. just kind of cover some of the reopening, that one was bad. It was yeah. like maybe she was a newbie, and but she was convinced well, that wherever wherever COVID was, it was behind my brainstem you, well, and spinal. In cord. all fairness, they do have to get back there pretty far <laughs> for the bad. tests to be accurate. So it's very uncomfortable, but it's not like searing pain. No, no come on. No. And you know, I really am proud that Jamaica's, you know, our home away from home because these guys really, really, really put the precautions and and thought and science-based approaches to reopening their economy and getting people in down there. So the first thing, if you guys don't know it, that you have to do if you want to visit the island of Jamaica, and that depends. I mean, if you're going to Sandals or Hito, it doesn't matter. It's all in what they call the resilient corridor. And that resilient corridor is a huge part of the economy for that side of the island. So the first thing you have to do is you have to get a, tri- a uh, COVID test within 10 days. Of Less than your 10 tri- days. Yes. Yeah. So and yeah. that's basically nine days is what it boils down to. And it, it needs to be a test from a CLIA, C-L-I-A certified lab or ISO. I think it's 1598. Uh, but CLIA right. is the one that you really want to go after. It can't be a... No rapid uh, tests. Yeah, yeah, well, rapid tests usually aren't, right? But I, So there's some, there's some recommendations for it. I'm going to put all that in the travel notes for anybody that's looking for it, but it is well documented on visitjamaica.com. You can, you know, by the time you listen to this, it could have changed. So you really should that's be true. looking at visitjamaica.com anyway and not Casual Swinger in this case, as much as I hate to send you elsewhere. 
uh, definitely go check it out. The travel authorization is the second thing that we had to do. Yeah, and, and part of that was very much like the customs form that we filled out, uh, like when you're on the plane or, or well, they went digital uh, last year, the year before. Yeah. Um, so it was some of that, but also it, it went into much more detail, like exactly who am I traveling traveling with, confirming and agreeing that we're traveling together, um, how many bags, you know. Um, it was a lot. It, 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 was, it was a ton. Right, but when's the last time you masturbated? Um, yeah, what's my, you know, no, seriously. When's the maiden last name in the last four of my social, um, <laughs> my mother's maiden name. Yeah, it was, it was intense. And I did, I had to have two points of emergency contact. I thought really? That was uh, yeah. I, thought that I only was had to do one for Southwest, but we got all that taken care of. And, you know, it's funny because it kind of does feel like the first time with, it's been so crazy, you know, 2020, I mean, everybody talks about it. So you know how much bullshit it's been. But for me, yeah, this is a, different i mean we've got so many new people coming on this trip with the rascals if you don't know who we're talking about we're talking about rachel's rascals which is the travel group that we host for and this is a, a new trip for a lot of these people and it's also their first real exposure to humans since covid so we've done something different and this was your idea and i loved it yeah oh the bracelets yes yeah so we have social distancing bracelets to help people if they're not comfortable having people in their bubble being touched or if they're totally comfortable and say, fuck it, lick my face, uh, we have bracelets for each of those folks. It's yeah, green, it, yellow, red. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, obvious colors, thinks, thinking of a stoplight like red, don't, you know, please respect my bubble, yellow, possibly, but, you know, ask me first. Mm -hmm. And then green, lick saying, my face. <laughs> it does not mean lick my face. It says you're comfortable having people in your bubble. You still have to have consent. And I lick their face if I get concerned. You're annoying. Let's let's <laughs> get past this. Anyway, I do think it's a really cool idea, and I love that you came up with it. And this is this is going to be a really powerful vacation for us because I think it's yeah. our effort to get back to normal as safely as possible. And so much so that what do we have? Nine bags. I, for a what for a new happened vacation? this trip? I have like, no idea. Typically, it's our two checked luggage and our carry on because and. Southwest world that is free and I love free. Yeah, free is my favorite. But we have five enormous bags, two carry-ons and two hand luggages and I'm just like aren't we going to be naked like 90% of the time? I want to know which one of the kids you packed in one of those bags. I may I may have smuggled a Canadian in there. Oh. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a minute. We got a lot of Canadians that are not coming on this trip because they can't because of what's going on up north right now. And yeah. basically their restrictions in a lot of Canada say that they have to quarantine for a couple of weeks after they get back from vacation. And that's just not feasible with, you know, work schedules and things like that. Yeah, so. I mean, with what you and I do, even if it was a mandate here because we work from home, you know, the, the impact for, for people like us is is not drastic. I'm, no. I have to be home anyways. Yeah, we're home anyway. We never see anybody. But for nope. someone, yeah, no. Yeah, I saw my neighbors for the first time in like three months yesterday. Yeah, it's because our dogs beat their dogs' ass. Oh my gosh, it was so bad. It was not awesome. I got to watch Mallory wrestle three Rottweilers in a Dalmatian yesterday. That was really, it, really impressive. I thought all those years of watching UFC with you that my ground game would be a lot better than it was. Well, no. Apparently, I do not know how to grapple. Zelda's just better at it than I, you are. I rode her halfway down the driveway. <laughs> I literally had... Dirt and dog shit from my elbow to my ankle. Why do we have to talk about shit in every episode? Because it's the truth, though. You did get chucked in a pile of dog oh shit. Oh, my God. I smell like my adrenaline was still pumping. And the first thing that I realized once it all like stopped and everyone was okay 
I mean, everyone was okay. Everyone's fine. So is the Dalmatian. He's so good. the dogs are fine. Everyone's fine. The neighbors thought it was funny. I had a heart attack. Uh, but the first thing that hit me was the smell of oh, yeah. the shit. You smelled ferocious when you walked past I me. Throw, I threw those clothes away. <laughs> I was in a work shirt, too. So now I have to order another one. Oh, my God. So, yeah, yeah we've had a bunch of stuff going on getting ready for this, ready for this trip. And... It's it's a little a little crazy, but we're really excited, and we hope that you enjoy this. Hopefully, you noticed we had a little Jamaican, you know, tropical vibe to the music. Yeah, for this it was episode. a little Jamaican, and that's you know just to kind of we got to get back in the mood, right? It, we can travel safely. Jamaica's proved it over and over and over again. Is it a hundred percent safe? No, but it really no. never was. No, no, that's true, and you know, it's everyone's gonna have a different level of comfort to that, and it's okay. Yeah. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to go down there for 10 days. We're going to take, I think we have, uh, I don't know, 80 or 90 couples, uh, which is a lot less than we usually have in November. But that's, that's okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to be there with not only Rachel's Rascals, but our friends from Dirty Perv Week. That's yeah, Jason man. And Heather and uh, the Dirty Pervs. Oh, yeah. And they have a bunch of people in their crew that we just freaking adore. So just being able to hear their voices and see their faces makes my soul smile. I get to see Tina. Yes, you do. I'm very happy about <laughs> that. I'm not going to lie to you. Aw, she's so, they're amazing. I they're a, so amazing. I have a crush on that little Yes, munchkin. you do. You sure do. So that's just, you know, you know if she ever listens yeah. to this, she's going to know I have a crush on her now. Uh, oh, I'm going to make them now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention it. <laughs> hey, guys, you know, we haven't talked about it yet, yet this episode. See, I said yes this episode. Clearly, we're tongue-tied. We're so excited about leaving Fajito that we can't even get our shit straight to say what we got to say. But... If you guys haven't been on Casual Toys uh, since November 1st, we added something new for <gasps> CasualToys.com. Oh, this is cool. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> you Sorry. <do. laughs> you get all excited about it. So we added something that, and we added it to Mallory Approved, ironically enough. So we're going to talk about this in a second. But it's a new product line. And we did something we haven't done before. We actually invested in this product line and bought in a bunch of it. So I've got boxes and boxes of condoms all over the place. Not right weird now. at all. It's a little strange. Yeah. What are we talking about? We're talking about unique condoms, and it's on the main page at casualtoys.com. Make sure to check it out. Why did I buy these things? So here's kind of the story of what happened and the story of what they are. So what happened with these things is I was looking for a thin condom because I'm not a very sensitive guy. So I needed a condom that I, you know, for playing in the lifestyle that I could feel something. I've been looking for, it's like the holy grail, right? Yeah, I mean, condoms can be challenging for Very. a lot of guys. And I, I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I know what it feels like. Can I tell a difference? Yeah, but it's not enough for me to, to change my experience. No. For a lot of guys, like just putting it on, it's it's a wood killer. Yeah, well, and, and a lot of guys I don't envy you guys. skin. That's true. Skin's a great brand, and it we've is. used skin for years. We have, and these are so much better than skin. I was blown away. I, okay, honestly, the first time I opened it, I was like, what the fuck is this? Because it looks so strange. They're unique. They're definitely, are, they're they, named aptly. They did a great job naming it, and it's its design is wonderful. And what I was nervous about, and I didn't know at the time, is... I'm not latex sensitive, but I'm just sensitive in general. So anytime I have, I see or, or experience something new, I always have it in the back of my head that I could not feel so great the next day or that night. Yeah. And these were amazing. And they're what? Resin base? They are polythylene resin, which is, they call it a C10 resin. They are three times thinner than latex and three times stronger than latex. So 
I agree with it actually feeling different because it was almost like shrink wrap. Like when she put it on, it has, what did you call it, a skirt? It's flanged at the bottom? It is flanged at the bottom. So it doesn't roll on like a traditional condom. It actually has a skirt at the base where you pull it on. And you pull it on from that skirt. But the nice part about the skirt is the additional safety that it gets you from skin to skin contact. Yeah, it creates an additional barrier right there at the the base of you know your penis and that pubic area. Yeah, and that's where condoms fail you. In terms of safety in the lifestyle, when we talk about skin to skin contact, you know, your balls are gonna be smashing into her taint, basically, if I can be really crude. And if you're, you know, if she's excited, she's probably wet there. So there's skin-to-skin contact that occurs whether you're wearing a condom or not. Yeah, and I mean, it's not, it doesn't cover an enormous area, you know, surface area down there, but it covers enough that it would absolutely matter. Yeah, it's not but a it, shopping bag or, but. <laughs> but it's like a shrink wrap. And because when you put it on, I was like, mm, I'm not so sure because it had this crinkle to it. And then all of a sudden it was just like, just completely conformed. It was like magic. It was neat. I wanted you to take it off and do it again. It was like heat shrink. It was like shrinky dinks. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it was so neat for me because when I put it on to test it with you, I felt your heat. I felt your body heat immediately. That's that's right because, I, I mean, again, I'm not, a, I'm not a dude, but I hear that, like, the transfer of heat isn't as predominant with traditional latex condoms. Not at all. Not at all. You can't feel heat until you really warm it up. Right. <laughs> Warm it up when like smoke's coming out of her pretty much. vagina. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. When she's got smoke pouring out of her hole, then you know that you've done a good job. Uh, but for me, I think that these these condoms are so unique because they work with any lubricant. So you can use them with coconut oil, any oil-based lube. You can use it with silicone. You can use it with water-based lubes. So that's unique. They transfer heat almost immediately. That's unique. They're thinner than latex. That's unique. They're stronger than latex. That's unique. They have the skirt for additional protection. That's unique. And they're three to a package that fits in your wallet and doesn't leave a circle in your wallet that shows you that you're still in high school. It looks like a pack of gum. It does. I <laughs> I was playing with it on the desk and I was like, this literally looks like a half pack of gum. Like it's, it's genius. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So we absolutely love these things. They are our new condom of choice. So we bought in a whole bunch of them into casualtoys.com. We recommend you check them out. Uh, they are pretty amazing. It's a premium product, but guys, they're worth it. Yeah, definitely at least give it a try, especially if you you have a latex sensitivity. Again, no, latex-free, mm-hmm. um, uh, if vegan-friendly. Yes, they are. Yeah. Yeah, they're hypoallergenic as well. Yes. So no GMOs, no, you know, it wasn't tested on rabbits. I don't know how you test a condom on a rabbit unless the rabbit's having a really bad day, but. Oh, my gosh. What? You're killing me, Smalls. I'm so tired from all the packing and working this week, and. You just don't think I'm funny this I week. Don't think, I just don't think you're funny right now. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing for me, I'm over here and you're over there. Hey, Fight me. I heard a joke today. Oh, shit. Let's hear it. What kind of tea do babies like? Oh no! What tit tees? <laughs> you have problems. <laughs> I found this. I found that meme somewhere, and I sent it to like twelve people today. Oh God! Well, guys, one last thing: womanizers. If you guys don't have your womanizer, we're selling a ton of them right now. So it's clearly the Christmas season. If you haven't gotten a present for that beautiful girl in your life, the toy that Mallory recommends the most is the womanizer premium. It's the best. So make sure to check that out on CasualToys.com. The womanizer premium actually is on sale between now and the end of the month. Yeah, yeah, Christmas is coming, folks. So is Hanukkah. So check that out. You want to tell everybody where we can find us so we can get into a Derek and Jess? Yeah, absolutely. It's my time. It is. It's okay. all you. I'll okay. shut up now. 
All right. We are Casual Swinger everywhere. If you'd like to send us a message, that's podcast at casualswinger.com. Of course, you could always visit us our website, casualswinger.com. Duh. We're on social media. Uh, that is Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you'd like to check us out on the dating sites, please look for us on Double Date Nation, SDC, SLS, Cassidy, and Quiver. Okay, folks, that'll do it. Let's get into Feels Like the First Time with Derek and Jess and their first trip to Hedonism 2 in Negril, Jamaica. You've been listening to Casual Swinger. Welcome back to Casual Swinger, everybody. I'm Mallory. And I'm Mickey. And we have friends with us today, guys. We have friends? We have friends. Where do we get friends from? We collected them from Jamaica. Oh, yes. I like these friends. <laughs> Can we keep them? I, I think so. I have it. I think they're going to let us. Oh, goodness gracious. Jess and Derek, how are you guys today? Uh, we are <laughs> good. Great. Really good. That sigh was Dave. depressing. Like, uh, <laughs> what was that all about? Is so it- much better after that intro, you guys. Oh my gosh, that was sweet. <laughs> you guys are true professionals for sure. Oh, we, we try. <clears throat> it is hard to come back to reality because we're what, uh, 12 days? 11 days post Jamaica. Yeah, I finally kicked the crud. Yeah. I'm pretty excited that I can breathe and I'm not coughing every third breath. I, I think I caught some like derivative of the coronavirus. Don't when I was say down. that. <laughs> I can't even. Yeah, have the CDC on our door. Word. Yeah, right. don't do that. We'll just be tackled. So we have with us today, as we told you in the intro, Jess and Derek from the great state of Iowa. They are actually listeners of Casual Swinger and we met them on the beach in Jamaica at Hedonism 2 very recently. Really exciting. So we're really happy to have you guys here with us on the show. Uh, So welcome and thank you for listening is the first thing I think I have to say, right, Mel? Yes. Yes, that's very polite and professional. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having We're gonna get Just give us five more minutes. We'll get dirty. Right, exactly. Thank you for tolerating our shit show. Uh, although it's not supposed to be a actual shit show, but right. You can't help it. Every episode you have to say something about poop. Talk about poop. Yes. You guys were there all week. I mean, it came up at dinner how many nights? And it wasn't my fault. Mm. I, was framed. I was framed. Every, every night, every night we're at dinner with you guys. Yes. Yeah, see? Oh God, see? All right. Me. All right. It is me. It's me. <laughs> the casual shitter. <laughs> you knew I was going to do it. She's looking at me like she yeah. wants me to die right now. We're fighting. <laughs> All right. So, guys, um, you know, as listeners, you probably have a great idea of what to expect from us. And we really appreciate you taking the time to come out here. What we're going to talk about today is just your experience as Hedo virgins. And I, mm-hmm. I realize, Jess, that virginity is a ways back for you. But we're going to we're just going to, you know, pretend. Right. <laughs> But you that know, sounds great. <laughs> first timers to Hito, we think you guys have a really valuable experience. So we're really excited that you're open to sharing that with our listeners because you know what? There's a lot of people out there that are trying to figure out where to spend their lifestyle time, whether it's at desire or temptation or Hito or even something like a podcast of Palooza, which is coming up. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think your perspective, I mean, you guys are, I, I'd say, on the younger part of this, the spectrum, you know, you're the, the, 30 and under, right, crowd, youngins, Youngins. (laughs) but you also have experience, you both are professionals, Um, you're well-spoken, and from what I was watching on the outskirts, you know, while you guys were in the pool or meeting people at the bar, you really seem to encapture 
and embrace the the hedo mentality and so quickly and so organically. I was surprised how good they were. I know, <laughs> I know. So one of my first questions once we, you know, warmed up a little bit so I didn't scare the shit out of you was, you know, <laughs> are you guys, have you been in a lifestyle a while? Because it just seems so second nature to you. We, well, we've been together for almost 10 years and uh, married for almost six and in the lifestyle for just over two years. Um, but this was definitely the first time in this kind of party environment. So when you guys talked about going down there, I mean, you guys live nowhere near the coast. So obviously getting the hell away from the tundra and you guys are in Iowa, correct? Yeah, we're in Iowa. And uh, that is definitely one of the draws to going down to Tejito, but definitely not obviously the only thing, uh, but definitely going in February is definitely helping, helping that aspect of getting out of this terrible cold. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was like negative, negative five degrees, I think a couple weeks before we left. So it was very, it was a very uh, welcomed um, break from the cold. Holy shit. That's freezing. So, you know, obviously Iowa is probably not a hotbed of, of lifestyle activity. So tell me a little bit about how you guys kind of ventured into the lifestyle and, and what was the turning point for you when you decided to take the plunge? Because a lot of people don't necessarily do that at, at a younger age. I mean, I think you guys have seen it, certainly having been in the lifestyle two years, that usually it's couples, maybe the empty nesters or people that are, I don't want to call them more mature because you guys got the maturity thing down, down tight. But uh, tell me, like, how did you guys do that? How did you make that turn to the lifestyle? Well, it was kind of a progression as we were kind of reflecting back on, you know, exactly how we got into this. Uh, when I was in college before um, Derek and I met, I had an experience, kind of like a typical, you're in college and have an experience with a girl one night, but I was so into it. It was so hot. So that was kind of the very kind of beginning of it. And then Derek and I started dating and moved away after college, met some really great friends and had never talked about swapping or the lifestyle or anything like that before. But we're somehow on the same wavelength one evening with our friends after a few cocktails. And next thing you know, we ended up um, separate room swapping with them. And looking back, not an ideal situation for us to start by any means. It could have gone terribly wrong. Um, but it, it actually worked out really well for us. Um, and then a couple threesomes followed. And so then we're kind of like, maybe this is a thing. And so there did some research. <laughs> Turns out it is a thing. So, um, a big thing is it turns online. out. Yeah, very big thing. Lots of options. We didn't even know where to start. But uh, he created a profile on SDC a couple of years, or actually it was probably three years ago, and didn't really find anyone we connected with until a little over two years ago. And Yeah, and I didn't <laughs> even tell you about that either, Jeff. That was the one thing you kind of stumbled upon it. Uh, so what yeah. you didn't tell me? That. I'm just kidding. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh shit! Uh -oh. You guys heard it first on Casual Swinger. <laughs> These two are about to throw the fuck down. Cherry, <laughs> cherry. No, no. no. <laughs> so let's let's back that train up for a second, Jess. So you guys' first lifestyle experience was a separate room swap. Correct. Yeah, I think his pause for effect yeah. is is warranted there. Right. I'm I'm just kind of sitting here with mm -hmm. my mouth open, and that's the second time in three weeks that I've been sitting here with my mouth <laughs> open during an interview with somebody on <laughs> Casual Swinger. That is 
highly unusual, highly unusual. Yeah. And the best part is it was awesome, right? You guys had a great time. Yeah, it was a, it was a great time. And uh, definitely at the start, you know, we had no idea about the lifestyle or anything. So uh, we even talked a lot about it then. Uh, so the communication came up a lot, uh, even during that time. Um, but it was, it was a crazy experience. And then we kind of took a little bit of a break after that, um, from it. Cause we had no idea what we just did. Actually, it was just <laughs> kind of like mind blown kind of thing. Um, you know, it definitely turned us on to the fact that we're both sexual people. So what I find fascinating about this is, is couples go into the lifestyle and a lot of times they do a lot of research, a lot of curating, um, a lot of talking before they have their first experience. And you guys fell into it. All the stars aligned. It happened. And then after the fact, were you like, what the fuck? Just like, was that real? Did, are, are we okay? Oh, yeah. Were you confused and like out of sorts after? Definitely confused. I was definitely confused about the entire thing. Um, I didn't know how she felt, you know, me being with another girl. I was on the edge and that's another part of our lifestyle experience is I'm not totally into the whole watching her get pleasure from another guy. I obviously don't mind it, but it's not something that I get turned on by. Um, so I was navigating through that all at the same time. And like you said, um, we just had no idea what we were getting ourselves into until we really, you know, two, three years later, we started researching it and figured out it was a thing. And then we kind of hit the ground running after that. Um, but it was definitely a, a crazy experience, but it was good to to kind of get started with it. I, I wouldn't change it for anything, but. That's interesting you said that. We, I think we overthink things sometimes, which we'll probably talk about later, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what I was going to say is you guys, you guys have a lot of onion to peel back here because when we talk about really becoming comfortable with feeling attraction toward other people, uh, that is a, a step in and of itself to, to say it's okay to be attracted to somebody that's not my wife or my, or my husband in the case of Mallory and myself. Uh, but then you also have the fact that you guys maybe have identified that you're not necessarily turned on personally by seeing her have pleasure with someone else, but you're happy she had it. So you're cool with it. But it's, so it's really neat that you guys have, have really figured all that out already. I'm, I'm blown away. I, I am too. Again, when I, I knew you guys were very special because when I was watching you, I sound so creepy when it's when I say that. But when I was watching you guys engage with other people and and again embrace kind of the spirit of Hito, like you just seem so natural at it, and it it, it sparked a curiosity in me, and I had to find out more. I'm a little creeped out right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm watching. I'm you. flattered. I am too. I'm blushing over here. So. I well, love it when you blush. Oh, it's so fucked up though because her watching it's it's, it's hot. Red. Right? She she watches yeah. and it's hot. I sound like I'm masturbating in the grotto watching people. So it just doesn't. It just never comes out with her the same way. Yeah. So you guys have like established like your your lifestyle uh, back at home. You guys are meeting people. Did you guys like? Do you guys have clubs down there in Iowa? Did you do any events or yeah, anything so like that? House parties. We've just kind of recently started to venture into like the house party aspect. There's definitely not any around our area, but when we go, we actually travel to 
the outskirts of Chicago and there's uh, a event called the young couples party and it's a great event. Um, and, but that kind of almost warmed us up for Hito with so many people all around us at once. We, before we were just doing the whole online dating, go have one date at a time, see if you like the person or the couple and then, you know, go from there. Uh, the, definitely the club aspect is something we just recently over the last three, four months just gotten into and we kind of really enjoyed it, but we had actually already booked keto six to eight months before. So we definitely just took the jump in thinking, well, we might as well do it. Um, but yeah, so as far as the club events, that's in, in our whole lifestyle, um, uh, at the very beginning, it was just meeting other couples and that was, that was all we really ever did. But we've, we've really liked this new event over in, over in the outskirts of Chicago. Then I was right that basically Iowa is a desolate wasteland. That's nothing but corn from corner to corner. And you guys had to leave and go to Chicago <laughs> to find a lifestyle party. Also, also it has a lot of rascals now. So we do have a bunch of rascals there. And <laughs> yes. Two of the hottest rascals I can think of, by the way, yeah. are in Iowa. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Amen. Uh, hey, we we like Iowa. Iowa's good stuff. Hey, you know what? I'm a fan of <laughs> Iowa now. I, I wasn't a, I wasn't a fan before, but I'm good. Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> you know, so, and we said this in the intro, guys, and we'll say it again. So, Jess and Derek, not only are they really nice people, but they're beautiful as shit too. So there's like also, stunning. Like yeah. you, you can see them from afar and y your mouth is just a gape, which kind of brings me to my next question. Right. Because I think, I think it doesn't matter. You know, we talk about body image a lot in the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. We talk about people maybe who, and you know, we've had issues with folks on the beach, maybe who had a scar that they didn't feel comfortable mm -hmm. with. There was a lady that had an extra toe. She wasn't really excited about that. I couldn't do anything about it except tell her to put socks on. But you know, there's all these different things that, that play into the first time we get naked in front of strangers. So did you guys have any reservations about getting naked in front of strangers? And how long did it take you when you got to Hito? And more importantly, who did it first? Don't lie. <laughs> well, luckily, we had an opportunity to kind of dip our toes in a little bit before we came to Hito. We had been to a nude beach in Miami uh, a couple years ago uh, with some lifestyle friends. And then we went to uh, Hawaii recently and was just going to visit the nude beach there once and ended up being there or staying there, you know, four different days in a row. <laughs> so we <laughs> so had at least done it before, but not to the extent that you are naked at Hito. So, of course, that first evening when we got there, walk up to the, you know, nude beach sign and. And there was a little bit of hesitation, you know, because we don't know anybody here and we don't know what to expect in general. So uh, there was that that hesitation, but I would say 10 seconds and clothes were off. So, um, but I nice mean, work. no matter what you, it's, yeah, yeah. But I will say the first time ever was in Miami and I was very surprised by this, but Derek was the first one to drop trout on the beach. And it was like the second we found our spot. So uh, that was 
that was actually very interesting to me. But it was also comforting because it, it made me kind of just go for it right after he did it. So he just released the Kraken right there in front of all the elderly, right? Not a part. Boom, right there. Huh? I did. And may, maybe that helped helped me the fact that, you know, there are all shapes and sizes and you don't have to be beautiful to, to take your clothes off and feel natural. And I was the one that actually had more insecurities when we first talked about being naked, I think, than Kristen did. You know, maybe just from a man's perspective of, of how big is my penis, what do my balls look like, all that <laughs> aspect of it. Totally I, get it. I had no idea what to expect, you know. But then once I got there, I was just like, these people are so free on the beach, and this sounds awesome. So I was just ready to go for it. And, and then a little bit of, you know, you're the only one with clothes on. You might as well just go for it and drop it and just go for it. So that's what I did. Yeah, because when you're the only one with clothes on, you definitely stick out like a sore thumb. So you kind of did like the whole like when Harry met Sally and they're like, I'll have what they're having. This mm-hmm. looks like a good idea. So we're going to go for it. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Exactly what I did. Well, Perfect. So, you know, and the reason I really wanted to kind of dig into that a little bit is because, you know, w- while we were at Hito. I watched Derek do chin-ups 20 feet off the ground next oh. to the stripper pole. Oh, All right, you're so stealing my thunder. This this is the guy, right, that, that's doing that shit, and yet he's still concerned about taking his clothes off on the beach. So that's something that I really think people should get from this conversation is that everybody worries about whatever that flaw is that no one sees but you. Mm-hmm. Right. We all have it. I don't give a shit how how tall, short, fat, small, skinny, hot, whatever. Everybody has that concern that someone's going to judge them, even somebody like Mm -hmm. Justin Derrick. And I I would I have a public service announcement. If you're going to get a Brazilian wax before you go to Hito, make sure you do it with from a trusted esthetician or, or someone that you've been to before that you trust and you know it will go well because mine did not go well. So it was a little bit uh rough those first couple days oh oh that sucks was it as bad as mine oh whatever you got your asshole waxed it really wasn't that asshole and ripped it it out along with my soul oh Oh. man the butthole's actually the easier than than the rest of it yeah honestly as far as pain it's actually so easy yeah all right, Derek, you're next. <laughs> oh, gosh, I can't imagine. <laughs> he's, he's, sorry, bro, I'm out. Uh, he's like, yeah. the bro code right there out the window. So, uh, okay, so I, I love this conversation because we're learning things about you guys that maybe we didn't get to when we were, you know, face-to-face. So you had a little bit of experience being naked and being around lifestyle people in a larger environment. Did you guys have, like, any reservations before you went on your trip? Did you have conversations around those? Yeah, I mean, we talked to death about just all aspects of Hedo, being naked, the lifestyle uh, part of Hedo, what to expect. And we really just tried to, I mean, we're down to earth people, so we just tried to almost temper them because we were just so excited thinking about, and you just build it up in your head a little bit, I feel like, as a, as a lifestyle couple going there, thinking you're just going to, you know, be meeting all these people and swapping with them and it will be the greatest time of your life. And it's, you know, it's obviously great. Um, but as far as the expectations, we just tried to, to lower them a little bit. And we just talked about, you know, different ways that if 
if things went wrong as far as just kissing somebody at, at a different point and, you know, either of us get upset, it was just all about the communication. Like, what did we do wrong there and how can we fix it? And then, you know, and we just, so, so we definitely talked all the time about our expectations, uh, but it was hard to just, just like I said, to suppress the excitement of, of going to Hito, really. Yeah. And I think not, you know, we didn't know what to, what to expect. We'd never been there before. And there's kind of, in, in Hito and in the lifestyle in general, that there's kind of a draw to that, not knowing what to expect. You know, the excitement of meeting somebody for the first time. It all kind of, there's we've kind of realized there's just an excitement with that. There's nerves, there's fear, but that kind of creates an excitement. So uh, definitely... Definitely some fear and reservations, but um, overall, I would say our, our feel was was being excited. A lot of times when people go to Hito the first time, they they almost always have this conversation together about what do you want out of this trip? Hey, honey, like if you could get one thing out of this trip, what would it be? Did you guys have a conversation like that at all about what your individual desires were and what you'd like to get out of this trip in a perfect world? And if you did... What was it? That's a really good question. I don't, unless Derek has a different opinion, I don't think we specifically talked about what we hoped to get out of it. We just came in with low expectations because we had no idea what to expect. And, and honestly just knew no matter what, we would have a great time because we're at an all-inclusive resort in Jamaica on the beach with like-minded people in a sexually charged atmosphere. So we really, we really didn't have that kind of conversation, which looking back, that would have been an interesting one to have and kind of see how that actually, you know, ended up playing out. Interesting. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I, I would say to add on to that too, it's, we, we just basically talked about, well, if worst comes to worst, like we said, we're on a, on a beach in, in Jamaica sexually charged atmosphere and then uh, Jess and I will just have a ton of great sex is is all I guess I expected out of it. I knew I was going to have sex one way or the other. So. <laughs> That's fucking perfect. Yes, I will say the mirrors on the ceilings are freaking awesome. Dude, right? <laughs> Amazing. Dude, I, I so we have positioned our bed at some point once you know, I can afford to do like the the aesthetic things around the house again because we're working on some structural stuff and like maintenance stuff that's boring. But we're going to put mirrors over because we have a canopy bed and I can't fucking wait because it is one of my favorite parts about those rooms. Uh, yeah, but you won't let me take the fan down because awesome. you need to have this. We like, don't need the fan. Of it's wind. perfect. It's at the end of the bed <laughs> and then the mirror will be over the bed. We just can never, ever, ever, ever move that bed. We can't move it anyways. It weighs like a million pounds. Hey, so. I upgraded that bitch. It doesn't squeak. It That is fucking true. <laughs> Drive it home, daddy. Drive it home. A rhino could fuck on that bed and it wouldn't squeak. Well, the rhino might squeak, but the bed wouldn't. Oh, fair, fair. Wow, that's awesome. So getting back into our conversation. So it sounds like usually, and and I had this, and, and there's a lot of people that do have an inherent fear and that anticipation before going, but it sounds like you guys had a lot of communication. Was there anything you were scared of before you went? And, and no is an acceptable answer. I would say kind of going back to what Derek said about, you know, um, not knowing what kind of situations we might get into uh, you know, being in the pool, people drinking, having a good time. And, you know, we, we kind of played out some scenarios and how would we react to this? Um, so 
I guess that was a little bit of a, of a fear, you know, like you do something so bad that the other person can't forgive you. But at the same time, we know each other's boundaries. We've talked about them to death. And, you know, we, we went in saying, you know, if one of us is upset by something they see or something they hear that the other did, we need to talk about it. We need to figure out how not, how it's not going to happen again and move forward and have fun because you can't plan for situations. I I don't think somewhere that you've never done. Amen. Especially in a place like that. It's like this kinky little vacuum sometimes and things are Mm -hmm. happen really fast, but it sounds like you guys have Mm -hmm. an exceptional level of communication with each other, which is a beautiful thing. I absolutely love that. That, uh, so we have long, long bouts of communication between us. I mean, you know, we've been together a long time and he calls it beating the horse to death. I, yeah, I call it beating (laughs) Beating beating the the horse horse till it's just done. It's just pulp. And (laughs) then we talk about it some more in this house. And hello, my name is Mallory and I'm an over communicator. (laughs) Nice to meet you, Mallory. (laughs) You know, but I absolutely love that you guys are doing that because, you know, when we talk about communication in the lifestyle and we talk about it all the time as being one of the most important things you can do to communicate with each other and say there are no deal breakers, right? But at the same time, things are going to happen. This is a live fire exercise. Mm-hmm. And so this is not a drill. There's an mm-hmm. old saying that says that no plan survives the field of battle, right? You have to be willing to mm-hmm. kind of, you know. Adapt. Yeah. yeah adapt mm-hmm. and, and overcome whatever yep. these things that, that are, are facing you. I love that you you guys are talking through it and that you're not saying, well, you know, you broke the rules and, and this is that. And that takes me back to mm-hmm. something we talk about, which is the word trust, right? Fear is a big conversation that people have, but trust is another one. And I think trust is so misused because everybody says, I trust mm-hmm. you. And, and when we say that it means I trust you not to have sex with somebody else. I trust you not to fall in love with somebody else. You never say, I trust you to what, right? We never say that to each other. Because we just Mm -hmm. have this assumption that I trust that person to make me happy. Well, no, I trust you to put me first in when these types of relationships and situations. I trust you to make good choices. I trust Mm -hmm. you to make good choices, to take Mm -hmm. my feelings into account. I trust you to look out for me. I trust you to grab me a drink when you get one for yourself. I'm still learning that one, guys. I'm not going to lie. It's okay. I'm patient. So when we talk about trust, what do you guys trust each other to do? So I think as far as trust goes, Jess and I definitely have all that trust. But I always trust that she'll put me first and she'll always have my my feelings. I think we're both people that, that really think about the other person, even when it comes to these relationships and the lifestyle of what is he or she going to be comfortable with. I never want to make her uncomfortable. She never wants to make me uncomfortable. So I really trust her to, to be in that situation. Really think about my feelings because she knows that I'm thinking about her feelings at all times too. Um, so that's, that's where, where I really just feel comfortable in lifestyle about that, that I, I always know that she has my back and that, you know, that we're, we're a team in this and that we're both doing this to, you know, fulfill different, aspects of our lives as far as sexually and, and different things like that. Jess, how about you? In regards to the lifestyle and trust, I could never picture doing the lifestyle with anybody else. And I mean, just doing life in general with anybody else. Derek is like the most amazing human I've ever met. Not to get all mushy, but I just, Do like it. you said, we, <laughs> I'm cleaning. <laughs> We've kidding. seen you naked. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we 
just, you know, like we're each other's number one, one person. And because I, I feel like our communication is just so, so good, we would feel comfortable if there was ever any sort of hesitation or fear or anything that would lead us down a path of distrust. So I feel like we're just really, I don't know. Had a good answer, but he just nailed it. So I, 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 <laughs> I think I, I think I was really yeah. I'm on the same path as you. Everything else in life becomes so much easier when you have a partner like that in your corner. There, it, yes, it takes absolutely. It takes a lot of the the worry away that you know out in the wild or, or in the vanilla world even that that I almost feel sad that they haven't discovered that or haven't embraced that because of baggage or hangups or social norms or, or whatever it may be. So I, I get what you're mm-hmm. saying. Cause at the end of the day, like we have a rule. Doesn't matter how fucked up shit gets, how hard it gets. This is it. There's, it's always going to be you and I at the end of the day, we're, we're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And, and that's absolutely it. at the end of the day, it'll always be yep. you and I. So for me, that makes yeah, everything else so much easier because I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, there are and, no mm-hmm. deal breakers, but exactly no deal breakers, well, but it then. also makes me protect us a little bit more. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, certainly to me. Yeah. All right. So we've yeah. covered a lot of stuff here today and I kind of want to get back to the resort. a little. Yeah, bit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> and because I really <laughs> love that we're having this conversation because I feel like you guys, and I don't want to make you the poster, the, the poster people for, for Hito, but I think you really embody What's great about Hito, we talk about Hito and we say that it will take anything that's wonderful about your relationship and it will multiply it times nine, but it will take anything that's bad and multiply it by 90. And so what surprised you about Hito? Yeah, talking about multiplying it by 90, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, we might on the surface seem like we have everything figured out, but no one really ever has everything figured out in, yeah. in this this type of lifestyle. Um, so just a couple things back up to previous lifestyle experience we've that we've had. Um, we've sort of been on the pushy side of each other, you know, and I, I really learned on the Cito trip not to ever push just um, because I, I almost felt pushed in certain, certain periods of Hito. And I really didn't like that, that kind of, got under my skin a little bit. Um, but it was only because outside of Hito and, and, you know, when you're at Hito, you're navigating so many different things. You're navigating being naked, you're navigating, do I want to possibly pursue a, uh, uh, swap with, with this other couple? Do I want to spend more time here or there? So it's, it's kind of just overwhelming in that aspect of it. But uh, I would say just from some experiences at Hedo, I, I definitely learned within myself that I don't like to get pushed, so I don't ever want to push push uh, Jess any more than I than I ever will. Um, so that that's something I definitely learned. But I, I think it took Hedo to to really explain that to me um, personally, because like I said before, in other aspects of of the lifestyle, um, we did push each other. And some of those experiences had really turned out really well. But to to really play off that, I learned at Hedo that pushing doesn't go well, uh, especially at Hedo, because there's just so many things that, that you're navigating. Um, but they, they did turn out really well in other other parts of, of the lifestyle. 
Um, like this one experience we had in Mexico where I really wanted to have a threesome with this, uh, gr- this girl. Um, and, uh, Jess really wasn't into it at all. And I just kind of kept pushing her and then we ended up having a threesome and it was, was an amazing experience. Um, but so I feel like that really, really changed our, our mindset on, on pushing each other just a little bit too far and making each other uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to add on to that a little bit because, yeah, you were pushing me past what I appreciated in that instance in Mexico. And I think part of the reason, one of the reasons I didn't want to do it is because you were doing that. I wanted it to happen more organically. It's not that I wasn't into the idea. I wasn't into you, you know, being telling me to, hey, you should go talk to her or, you know, stuff like that. I was I was more into it organically kind of happening. I I think Jess is in my head. That's actually a very similar dynamic to us. And sometimes I need Mickey to to kind of push me to take advantage of the opportunity or to open my eyes to it and let me feel confident in the decision. But there's a fine line between support and pushing at times. Because if I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm being cornered on a subject, the first thing I'm going to do, because I'm a rebel at heart, is the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it yep, changes absolutely. my lever of, of comfort because organically that's where I benefit the most out of an experience as a whole when it just kind of happens and comes yeah. together. And sometimes you do have to take those extra steps to make it happen yeah. organically. If does that make sense? Yeah. Am I just talking out of my ass over here? Your ass. Okay. My ass. Now I, I think that you're full <laughs> of shit because your level of comfort is the fact that you come 40 times for everybody else's one orgasm. That is just nice. your superpower. It's not 40. And maybe four. Winning. Yeah, yeah, right. Winning at Winning. Life. Yeah. It, sometimes it's a catch-22 <laughs> at times because there's you'll have nights where there's one more in the chamber. And you just know it. And you're like, but my vagina is sore. There's <laughs> always my, one more in the chamber. Hurts. I got to stop. <laughs> it's very taxing. It's very difficult. I know. I'm... Yeah, my. I think people should have sympathy for me out there. Dear I know. Listener. Start a GoFundMe or something. <laughs> GoFundMe to buy you more vibrators. They're only or, good for a hundred thousand months. Or ice, ice packs. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my hey. gosh! Oh, you guys are too good. Oh, we're just silly. We're having a great time with you guys, by the way. So, is there anything else oh, that stood stood out to you about this trip or the resort? Like a, another takeaway? We talked about what surprised you. I guess in terms of surprise us about the resort we knew it was going to be nice but it was beautiful like just in general the resort um the grounds were beautiful the beach was beautiful the restaurants were great the staff was great not that we were expecting you know subpar in anything but we were pleasantly surprised with how nice you know everything was yeah some of the trip advisor reviews described the place as a glorified trailer park and <laughs> which I, i'm I, sure it was back in the day i was there back in the day no it wasn't it was okay <laughs> back then too okay I mean, but yeah I mean, it uh it's damn sure better than it used to be and there's no yeah. question about that definitely so. not a glorified trailer park definitely not <laughs> not at all no. it's beautiful yeah. and the other thing we never felt uncomfortable with anyone we were talking to 
So not that, again, not that we thought that would happen, but you know, you never know what you're getting into or what kind of people are going to be there. But everyone was so nice from the staff to all the um, guests at the resort to all the rascals. Oh my gosh, we can't say enough about the rascals. They're also great. Oh, so they are. People they... in general. Oh, so good. So good. Is there anything at all you guys would have done differently as first timers? Remember, you guys are, are really representing virgins here. Virgins everywhere. Do what Jess and Derek do. Now, uh, so, you know, is there something you would have done differently, maybe in your preparation or how you communicated leading up to it, what you did at the resort, something you wish you had done that you didn't do? Anything at all? Definitely. Like Derek said, we're both people pleasers. It was sometimes hard to navigate just because we were overthinking. With some people, we were... We were interested in talking to, but weren't interested in sleeping with. So how do you navigate that kind of relationship? Because, you know, we weren't just there to sleep with people. Like we were there to meet people and talk to people and just have great, genuine conversation. So I think we were in our head a lot in that aspect. Um, I think we probably might have missed a play opportunity or two because of it. Um, so probably just getting out of our heads a little bit, something we would do a little bit differently and maybe just being a little bit more upfront too. Um, like you were just saying, Mallory, you know, we kind of like things to happen organically, but sometimes you just got to toss it out there. We definitely didn't take that extra, extra step um, like we could. And I, I might be to blame for that one, Jeff. Uh, I am definitely, again, the people pleaser. And for me to get away from a conversation, we had one conversation at a pool that Jeff was yanking me on the arm to basically try to get me to leave the conversation. And I didn't. So I have a lot to blame for as far as uh, trying to navigate those, those conversations. But it is hard because everyone is so nice, like Jeff said. They're, they're just amazing people. So much, so many like-minded people that uh, like to travel, that like everything pretty much that you you just have so much in common with with each other. And it's just so easy to, to just continue conversation. There's there's never a downtime at Hito. And I think that's what I really liked about it too, was just there's always something to do and there's always somebody to talk to. And being people, uh, people we just really like to talk to each other and, and other people, so. I love that. And I'll take the blame for that. I was just trying to capture you guys and you caught me. So I'm sorry. Just had to drag you away. So, but you're right though. No, no. We, we would talk to you guys all day long. <laughs> all day. And well, we didn't get to talk to you enough. So. <laughs> well, now you're stuck with us because like I said, we're friends and that is not changing. And they're coming back in November. <laughs> oh, see, that was great. Yes. Yeah. You stole their thunder. But yes, we're so glad to hear you guys are coming back. You did steal our thunder. You did steal their thunder, but that's okay. We're we're just excited. Whose thunder am I stealing? I was sick in bed while everybody was having fun. I know. I know. It's so sad. But you're right. Like I was trying to say before you interrupted and stole their thunder was it's hard because you're meeting so many people from so many different backgrounds. And like me, I need more input. Tell me all of the things about you. Because what, how did you get here? Who are you? What do you like? That fulfills like this, this part of me that likes connecting with other people. Cause it's not just about the sex. It's, it's about the experience right. as a whole. So I totally get that. And as first timers, you were probably a little overwhelmed with the amount of activity and people at times. Absolutely. And I, and I agree with the, the fact that, you know, part of our, our aspect of the lifestyle is, 
is more than just uh, being attractive physically. We're very big mental people. That's kind mm-hmm. of, uh, mm-hmm. well, kind of my fetish, as I told you guys at the resort. But it's just finding uh, people that are smart, intelligent, have have a good conversation. It doesn't, you don't even have to be smart. Just having a great conversation really attracts me to people. So maybe that's why why we just love to talk to people. So. Mm, good point. Yeah, very good point. I think Mallory's going to need you to wear those Excel glasses to bed. Derek, just <laughs> Deal. I'm in. <laughs> we'll send you guys a picture. <laughs> I'm trying to, to write a dirty story that's like a little smarticles here. So if you get a surprise email mm-hmm. from me, yeah, <laughs> it's not going well. I've started making up words at this point. Obviously, we, we kind of, you know, we try to keep these things to about an hour and we could talk to you guys all day long, right? You guys are so much fun. You have such a cool dynamic. And I, I really love how far along you guys are with your dynamic uh, and having only really been at this a couple of years. But, you know, when we talk about Hito, Hito's thought of in circles with, with lifestylers, but it's a lot more than that. And you guys just touched on that a little bit. You touched on the mental aspects of it. You touched on some of the conversations that you had and some of them were really hard to break away from. So in in terms of your first trip, you know, was, is Hito just for swingers or do you think it's valuable to people that are just non-lifestyle but really want to be around open-minded people where do you think the value is having been there one time i really think the value is just is is so much more than than definitely the lifestyle or swingers it's it's a great vacation just to shed your layers well pun intended with that one but to to break down your walls and 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 yeah and really just be yourself and, and whether you're maybe just thinking about being a lifestyle or have no desire to be in a lifestyle, Hito is, is really for everyone because no one's judging there. No one's going to think that you're a bad person for, for being any sort of way other than the way you are. Like no one will judge you one bit at Hito. And that's what really, really stuck out to me as what one of the great things about Hito is just is how welcoming everyone is. And that goes from the employees there to all the guests. It's just, it's a great place just to, to have a great vacation, even if, even if you're not a, not a swinger. Mm-hmm. So. And gosh, like the sexually charged atmosphere, you know, could you, you could have a lot of really great sex with your partner there. Just, you oh, know, yeah. being there and feeling the atmosphere and watching people. Yeah. Did you feel like this charge come over you like in this empowerment in like how you held yourself and how you felt being a woman there? Yeah, I would say so. I learned that I'm horrible at taking compliments. Um, (laughs) Welcome to the club. We have cookies. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, just taking clothes off and, and just doing your thing and, Oh gosh, it was, it was empowering. I was, it was really awesome. Very much so. Right on. So since you guys, you got your virgin trip under your belt and if you're talking to somebody else that's on the fence or thinking about going, or maybe they've booked their first trip, what would you tell that person? This is a must do when you go, what kind of advice would you give them for must do? I think we would say don't overthink things, but make sure that your communication is on point with each other and just go for it. Like 
do the activities at the pool, especially if you're with the rascals, because they're epic pool parties. <laughs> you're going to have to get the corn painted on your chest for me one more time. Oh, my gosh. I need, I'm going to need to up my game this next time, though. It's going to be even better than it was before. I, I got a corn stock that was coming popcorn on my chest oh. to try and win a contest, and it was Oh, it was awesome. You know, walking down the beach wondering why people were staring at me weird. I mean, that, I was like, "What? why are people looking at me weird? And then I looked down, I'm like, oh, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that contest was was all about having to out-fucked up Mickey. So I think that was, was pretty great. And you did an awesome job. And it gave me an excuse to stare at your chest all afternoon. <laughs> so right. it's really hey, fun. there we go. <laughs> exactly. So good. Uh, All right, so win win for everyone. Last question for you guys, and we will let you guys get out of here because, again, we could talk to you all night long, and we really, really, really enjoyed not just meeting you, but getting to call you friends. So we really want to, you know, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for spending that time with us and doing it here on Casual Swinger. But I have one last question for both of you, and uh, I we already know the answer, I think, but I want to know why. So the question is: Would you do it again? Would you go back to Hito? As, as first-timers having the experience you had, but why? We are going back again in November, like you said before. You have to count the back. But uh, we're so excited. Um, but there's a lot. It, there's just so much more to, to explore, you know. We just, you know, again, we over-communicate everything, and, and, and there's some things we can improve on to have an even better vacation. And I, I think we're hooked by now. I think it's going to be definitely a yearly thing. As many times as we can go, uh, we're definitely going to do it. And it's just, there's just so many reasons to go back. It's just so, so relaxing and so fulfilling in every aspect of, of what we love about vacations and what we love about the lifestyle. It's just, it's amazing. So. Everything kind of rolled into one, I think, is a good way to describe it. All of our favorite things. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I am literally Snoopy dancing over here. Because mm -hmm, really is. And I yeah. never, uh, yeah, and I hardly ever do the counter like this far out from November, but I have it going now. She really so. does. Yes. And you guys haven't even been on one of our cat cruises yet, which are utterly epic. Yeah. So you guys are really going to enjoy which, it. But. We're doing that in November, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's so Thursday's cat cruise oh, day. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that, that yeah. is a great. And we party. sell out the cat cruise. We sell out mm -hmm. the big boat in November. Yep. So that's going to be uh, a lot of fun. Awesome. So, by the way, this is a great opportunity for anybody listening to this who's thinking about being a rascal for the 2020 trip. We are damn near sold out for November. So if you are still thinking about going, make sure to hit us up on casualswinger.com slash travel with us. Or you can just go to the website and click on travel with us. There is a link there to Rachel's Rascals where you can find some of this information. You can find out how to book and become a rascal like our friends Jess and Derek. Justin, Derek, you guys are fucking amazing. Uh, you know, I can't say enough good things about you, but I'll probably try, especially, you know, we're, we're an hour into this and we keep throwing praise at you, but you deserve every single bit of it. Amen to that. Amen to that. Thank you so much. I know this was a big ask to come on here and talk about your first experience because it's, it's really, you know, close to your heart, maybe even a little intimate, right? So we mm -hmm. we appreciate it so much and can't wait to see you again. No, oh, we can't Thank wait to you, see Nikki you again. And you guys are awesome. So. Yeah, Aww. seriously awesome. Mal, you want to yeah. tell everybody how they can find us and we'll let these poor, poor people off the hook for I sure can. We're Casual Swinger Everywhere. That is uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and 
Is there any other social media platforms? I don't know. All anyway, moving on. Uh, we're on the dating sites. SDC, Double Date Nation, Cassidy, SLS, and Quiver. That's right. Goodness awesome. Gracious. All these crazy places. Folks, this has been a time with the virgins, Jess and Derek from Hedo. This is, uh, what is it? Feels like the first time, I think is what we call Feels it. Feels like the very first time. You just had to get that out, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a blast. You've been listening to Casual Swinger. Casual Swinger.